Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. I appreciate you so much. I'm so grateful for the time we get to spend together here on the radio, just really talking about how amazing and awesome you are. I love getting to be able to spend this time with you. I hope you do too. Thanks for being here with me today. Today, we're going to talk about fear. It can be paralyzing, can't it? And we've all been through so much, especially Lately, now if you're listening to this 10 years from now, you'll probably still feel that way. But um, it's really easy to just get stuck in that fear, to allow the fear of the things happening around us to be what defines who we are and how we show up in the world. Rather than being the powerful, strong, amazing person that we absolutely are. And so today I really want to dive in to talking about fear. How do we overcome fear? How do we get unstuck? How do we do the things that only we can do so that we can really be the powerful individual that we need to be in this world? Sometimes we do it in the midst of. Often we take the step forward in the fear and that's what breaks the fear. Very rarely do we find ourselves overcoming all of our fears and then taking action? Almost always we take the action in spite of the fear. And that is a big piece of what actually helps us get out from the fear. It's real easy to let that define us, to be stuck because we find ourselves saying, you know, I just don't know what's going to happen. And life's like that, isn't it? It'd be so nice if everything was guaranteed and it absolutely came out exactly the way that we wanted it to, we expected it was going to, with no problems, and we could just float through life easily and powerfully. But it doesn't end up happening that way, does it? Instead, we end up dealing with that fear monster that sits on our shoulder and we have to take action because we know that it's the thing that we want to do versus taking action because we feel empowered at the moment we take that action. So today we're going to talk to some amazing people that are going to help us overcome the fear to really show up powerfully in our lives and in our business so that we can be the person we're meant to be so that we can make the difference in the lives of the people that we're meant to serve. Because after all, isn't that what it means to live as a thriving entrepreneur? I know you want it, and I want it for you too. So with that said, we have three great guests, and we're gonna jump right into the first one. I am so glad to have you here with us. Thanks for joining us, and here we go, here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Let's jump right into it. Join me in welcoming Arlene McLaren. Hey, Arlene, how are you doing today? Hey, Steve, I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of your program. Absolutely. So your book is called 10 Secrets to Overcoming Fear and Getting Unstuck After COVID-19. But before we talk about your book, tell us just a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Well, I am a life coach and a business consultant, which means that I help people to move forward in their business, their project, or their endeavor. So a couple of years ago, I was flying high. You know, I had worked in politics and I was recruited out of 300 people to go clear across the country to um, take place, to take a position as um, 
director of a chamber of commerce. And I had been director of several other chambers and president of other chambers. And after working there, the board of directors changed and I got fired. And not only did I get fired, Steve, but my picture was on the front page of the newspaper and it said across my face, fired. And so I was stuck. And it really just took me a while to just get up. That morning, I was supposed to do a presentation for the Kiwanis Club, and I just couldn't go. I physically couldn't get up. And then shortly thereafter, my mom passed away, and then I was really stuck. And it took me a while to just get up and move forward. And finally, um, I went to a conference, <laughs> which is where I met you, <laughs> and um, found out about how to move forward. And after that, I started writing these 10 secrets that helps me to move forward. And that's how we got to where we are today, which is the book, 10 Secrets to Overcoming Fear, Getting Unstuck, and also living your best life. I think that's a key piece um, that I have learned to begin to live my best life. So let's talk about living your best life. What does that mean? Well, um, as I mentioned a couple of years ago, I wasn't living in my ideal location. Um, now I am. I'm living in a place that I always wanted to be, which is California. Um, I have my perfect partner now, which I didn't have before. <laughs> um, I'm not as worried about my kids because they're in a better situation, um, doing well. And I'm just learning to take things as they are and as they come and believe that no matter where I am now, things are constantly getting better and moving forward. And I just need to realize that and remember that. So you have 10 secrets to get unstuck. Um, and people have to get the book in order to get all 10 of them. But much like I'm asking you, which of your children is your favorite, um, which is totally unfair. Um, what is your, or which one of the 10 comes to mind as your favorite right now in this minute? Okay, so I put the secrets in order of importance, but the favorite one I would say is proximity. And um, proximity is this concept of getting close to the thing that you want the most. So even if you're not able to um, bask in the ideal thing that you want now, you get as close to it as you possibly can. You get around the people who are doing the things that you want to do. You begin to become aware of, of your surroundings and how best you can put the pieces of the puzzle together. So I'll give you an example. When I was really distressed and really distraught after I was stuck and in that situation, I went from New York City to a conference in California, <laughs> in San Diego. And I was there in the beautiful sunshine and I was around the ocean and I was around people who had successful businesses, people like yourself who were joyful and happy and, and just so kind. And I began to see the possibility in my own life of my manifesting some of the things that I saw in you guys. And so I think proximity is powerful because it helps us to shift not only mentally, but physically into where, into the possibilities, into where we can be. So I, I love I love proximity because of that. <laughs> you know, I think the opposite of that is true, too, when we're in proximity of really icky stuff and really bad people. <laughs> it has an impact on us, too. Right. Right. So my life before that, um, like I said, I worked in politics and anybody can flip on the TV and see how challenging politics is when you look at what's happening out there. But when you actually work with these people, some of them, and you're around them all the time, and when you work in politics, you eat it, sleep it, breathe it, you begin to think that the world is all, you know, mean and cutthroat and everybody's after you. And if they're not after you, they're after somebody who you're trying to help. <laughs> and so you start to sort of live in this fearful place that, you know, I heard Donald Trump years before he was president, he said, at a talk at Jacob Javits, he was like, get them before they get you. And it's almost like, even though consciously I know that's not true, because I was around so many people that were pushing that narrative, 
I began to live in that place. So proximity is important in that once I came to this other location, I'm just going to be honest with you. The first day I was at that conference, I put my jacket on the lady in front of me's chair and I, she turned around and looked at me and I fully expected her to, you know, just be disgusted or say something ill about why did I put my jacket on her chair or can I move my jacket, please? But instead, she adjusted the jacket for me and smiled at me. And just that kind gesture, it was a small thing, but it just touched me because it was completely the opposite of what I had been living in. You know, they get them before they get you, the harshness and the angst, it was just so kind and and loving that I just shifted and I really started to cry. And it just reminded me of how important it is to be around kind, loving people <laughs> as much as possible and just put yourself in the space of what you want to manifest. Makes a huge difference. Um, you know, and, and I think it's, it's really interesting that, uh, you know, you bring COVID-19 into the title of it because it got to the place, I don't know about for you, but I know for me, it got to the place where you almost couldn't turn on the television because there was just bombarding ick, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. That is so true, Steve. And that was when I wrote the book. I wrote the book during COVID-19 um, when we were all on lockdown. And this concept that we didn't know what was going to happen, you know, and we needed to find hope in a hopeless situation at the time. And so I'm just so it, I had the book in the back of my mind for years. But during that time, I was thinking of the people who may have been stuck and in my situation and may not have had company with them or may not have had, you know, the experience in San Diego that I had around all the wonderful people. That I needed to put something together that would be light and salt, that would be encouragement, that would be concrete tools to help people to move forward despite the challenges that were going on at that time. So I really, um, you know, believe that the steps, these incremental steps will help people to move forward like they did help me to move forward despite COVID-19. And now we're out and we're moving forward. Um, in a big, bigger, brighter, and better way, but we are still on the journey. And so the tip, the tips will be helpful. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about that stuckness. Um, you know, it's easy to get stuck to the point where we kind of like being stuck. I hate to say it that way, but it is it really kind of is that way. You know what I mean? Um, what do we do when we're just kind of happy being stuck? You know, it's interesting you say that we're happy with it because it's like a comfort zone. And when you're stuck for a while, like I was um, during my mom's situation and after the job situation, I just didn't want to hurt. <laughs> and the public firing was so painful and so hurtful. It was like violent. And um, I just didn't want to put myself in a situation like that again, where people could you know, come against me with such angst. And so I was comfortable doing nothing. <laughs> and um, it really required some proximity or it really required some, some outside movement so that I could begin to move forward. And it wasn't a big step. You know, um, the first step is clarity and just getting up and, and, and just doing a little walk and going outside and you know, like they say, smelling a rose, just starting with those small incremental pieces until we get stronger and stronger and stronger and utilize all of the secrets to move forward in a big way. So for me, it really just started with going outside and, and walking, you know, especially since we were coming through COVID-19 and everybody was on lockdown. Um, that was the first step. At one point, I just decided I must go outside and I love to run. And so I started walking and then I started running. And then the next thing I knew I was doing six miles and, you know, I, I, I was out of the woods. <laughs> as they say. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, so that's a great, uh, great segue to, 
help people out. So for a person who is still stuck back in lockdown mode, let's just put it, call it that, um, what can they do? What's the thing they could do right now today to help them begin to get unstuck? Well, the first step is, like I said, be clear. Be clear about what it is that we want to accomplish. Um, when I was stuck, I kept focusing on the death of my mom. I kept focusing on how much I did not want to go back to that job. That was um, quite unsettling for me. And I needed to begin to be clear about what I did want and begin to focus on what you want and um, and really see the possibilities. So I think that's the first step, knowing where you want to go, which is why I say clarity is the first step. And then um, visualization, which is not just knowing, but then actually seeing the end from the beginning and visualizing yourself in that position. So I had to visualize myself being in California. I lived in New York City and that's where I spent most of my time. Well, all of my time at that juncture. And I had to start, I started talking with people who lived in California, people like yourself and um, other friends who were in different parts of the state. And I wasn't here yet, but the more I spoke with them and the more I visualized myself being there, eventually I came to visit. And eventually, you know, I started connecting with people who were here permanently. And then my conversation with others was about how much I wanted to move to California. And it's so funny because then I was meeting other people who also were in New York City that wanted to California. And that's another thing that's amazing. Once we become clear about what we want, it's like we start seeing the, the pieces of the puzzle come together. So before I started talking about California, I really don't recall ever having a conversation with people about how much I loved Cali and wanted to move to Cali. But little by little, the pieces of the puzzle just started to come together as I became more clear. And then um, the third thing is actually that momentum. And you'll notice, um, Steve, that I didn't say write it down. So a lot of people start with planning and um, plotting and how they're going to do it and they're writing and they're planning and they're strategizing. But I didn't start with that. And um, for me, being stuck, it's easy for me to plot and plan and write on paper and I could write from now till next year and never really do anything. So the first step for me was really being clear and then visualizing it and then having that momentum, you know, where I actually got up and started um, moving forward. So I would mm, say those are the, the first three things that I had to. That's good stuff. And the book is called 10, thing, uh, 10 Secrets to Overcome Fear and Getting Unstuck After COVID-19. You can get it today for free on Amazon. I just put the link in there for those of you that didn't see it in the description. Um, Arlene, for somebody who wants to go deeper with you, they want to obviously get the book, but then they want to go deeper with you. How could a person get in contact with you? Well, I would love for you to contact me through my website. It is www.askarlenshow.com, show um, that airs on um, Thursdays. I can be reached through YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, but also just give me a call, you know, nice and simple. It's 413-400-0762. And we have several programs. I have a program with the same name as the book. It's about um, overcoming fear, getting unstuck, and really just how to live your best life. Because at this point, I really feel like... Um, that's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on winning at the game of life. We need to focus on moving forward and getting unstuck. I mean, last year, 2020 was so challenging for us because of, you know, being on lockdown, just the fear and not being sure of, of what would happen. And so now it's time for us to live our best lives. And so that's what the program is about, walking you through the next year and just looking incrementally at how we can move forward with whatever project or endeavor it might be that that you want to move forward with. I really would hope that, you know, that person would contact me and, and allow me to help you 
to move forward from the situation because, um, you know, I was there. I'm much, much happier with the situation that I'm in now, uh, utilizing the 10 secrets and, and overcoming my fears and getting unstuck and you know, just living in California and living my best life. <laughs> I love it. Well, do get the book 10 Secrets to Overcoming Fear and Getting Unstuck After COVID-19 by Arlene McLaren. Arlene, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thank you so much much for inviting me. And um, I hope that I will be invited back at some other juncture. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye, Steve. What an amazing book. I hope you really did get your copy of it, that you read it, and you took all 10 of those steps, that you took action in your life. In spite of the legitimate fears that you feel, in spite of everything that you're going through, that you really powerfully showed up first for you. And then in so doing, showed up powerfully as the person that you're meant to be to make the difference in the lives of the people that you're meant to serve. I honor you. I am proud of who you are and what you do to maximize today in spite of and in the midst of the fear that you may be having so that you can overcome the fear, you can thrive, and you can be a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we will be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. We talked in the last segment about overcoming fear, about getting unstuck. And now we want to move forward to, okay, you take action out of the midst of a circumstance that is terrifying. And what can come of that? And this is such a powerfully amazing story that I'm so excited to get to be part of sharing with you so that you can see that even in the midst of circumstantial fear, you can really truly powerfully overcome as the person you were meant to be in this world. Join me in welcoming Eric and Amy. Hey guys, how you doing today? Fine, how are you? We're good on the East Coast. <laughs> good. So tell me a little bit about both of you and how you show up in the world. Uh, Amy, go ahead. No, please <laughs> go ahead, Eric. Uh, well, Amy and I met uh, a couple of years ago now, it's hard to believe, uh, at, at a film festival where I first learned about the book that Amy was writing and it intrigued the heck out of me and I soon got her to uh, send me a copy, uh, which I read a couple of times and uh and got back in touch with Amy, and I said, I think it's time that uh, this story be told on film, basically. And uh, we have been working together ever since to finalize the script, tell the story, and, and do whatever it takes to, to put this movie out there. And Amy? Um, yeah, it's a blessing to, to meet uh, 
uh, Eric and uh, really be interested in the story. And I was like surprised because I gave him the book when I was in the uh, walking with on a red carpet. And uh, I just felt like, you know, he's the right person. He's going to be the right person for, for this book. I wasn't even thinking about approaching uh, someone. And, uh, but for some reason, I just felt, I told my husband, give me a copy so I can give it to Eric. And a couple of months later, when he responded to me, it was really, um, I was uh, so happy to hear from him because I could tell when he was talking to me how intelligent and smart and established uh, he is. And uh, it just was a surprise to hear back from him. I didn't think I will hear back from him knowing how busy he is. And uh, when, when uh, he said to me and looked for me and he said, I've been looking for you, you know, and because I didn't give him my phone number. I didn't, we didn't have a pen or any time we were walking <laughs> on the red carpet. And he said, okay, I'll read it in the airplane when I'm going back to New York. And I said, okay, well, I don't know if he will read it, you know, but he did, <laughs> and he, he read it twice. And uh, so it was really a blessing to have someone else uh, from nowhere really read the book and uh, be interested in it the way he is. And basically he adopted it and he yeah. was so <laughs> interested. So no, you you go from there, Eric. <laughs> oh no, I'll, I'll let Steve ask the questions now. <laughs> yeah. So the original book we're talking about is the book called Tears of Hope, correct? Yes. And now we're in the midst of you're working on making it into a motion picture entitled Light from the Shadows. Do I have the information right? Yep. Correct. Yep. That's right. Okay. Yep. I just and want to make Eric sure I get the details the right. All right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the story that created the book Tears of Hope. This would be you, Amy. This <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> Throw it on me, Eric. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, the story is um, living 13 years in the Le uh, Lebanese Civil War in 1975. And one of the first bomb came to our house when I was 12 years old and killed my brother right in front of my eyes. And when after that, after the bomb, you know, took our life away, my brother away, and our own my whole family separated. I stayed in the mountain for three months. I'm just giving you the short version of the story. And I didn't know if I ever can see my family again. And uh, finally we re reunited and I got married at the age of 14 because we basically didn't have any money. We didn't have anything. And uh, mom said, best for you to get married. I can't really take care of you. And you have a gentleman here interested in you. He's better off than us. You could have a good life. And uh, I did. I got married three days after my 14th birthday, thinking I'm doing the right thing. I'm going to have a fresh life after going through the really harsh, harsh war and uh, losing my brothers and losing everything, you know, losing hope and really living from place to place. Um, I get married and uh, his family didn't know that I am, uh, he's getting married. So now I walked into the house, their home, uh, not knowing <clears throat> that they didn't know me. I didn't know them. I lived three and a half years with them. Um, they weren't approved of the marriage in the first place. So therefore it wasn't really uh, a healthy relationship. Let's say that. And um I had a baby when I was 15. I got a, I was pregnant again at 16. My baby died because I wasn't really taking care of the way I'm supposed to be taking care of. And I was a teenager when uh, my husband didn't handle the pressure of family between, you know, the family situation and came to the United States and I was left with no money, no education, no skills. And now I had to come back to my parents' house where they couldn't take care of me in the first place. And uh, being divorced in, in those days, not now in Lebanon, being divorced in those days was really, really bad. And people looked at you like really down. <clears throat> so I had a daughter to raise and uh, didn't have anything to hold on uh, to. And after that, I escaped death many times. 
and uh, I continued to struggle, went through a lot of lot of harsh times, as Eric knows. And, <laughs> but then always I found a way to, to stand up for my daughter, stand up for myself. It, I, I had to find a way. So I, I started learning how to really navigate around the situations that I was in when I didn't have food to, food, to, 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 give my, to feed my daughter. Um, didn't have money to, she needed a hospital. I didn't have money to treat her. And it was really a harsh life living in a war and being a single mother, uh, struggling, escaping death three times. Then I get to finally, finally, after 13 years, I get the opportunity to come to the United States and the story is going to stop there because that was another <laughs> 32 years of another uh, obstacles and challenges. Because, you know, when you travel, you're, yes, you're living in the war and uh, in a harsh reality. But now you're in a country, you don't have mom and dad, you don't have a, a really close relationship with anyone that could help you. And I get the best help that I could. I was a couch homeless for a while and nobody thought I could make it here. But somehow, again, I used the tools that I learned to survive in the war and I made it here in the United States. So the, the book stops right there and we fast forward to what I'm doing today. So Eric, <laughs> you're writing the screenplay for this. Um, is, yeah, yeah. What's similar, what's uh, different when adapting this book into a movie? Oh boy. Uh, uh, screenplays have a certain rhythm to them that a novel does not have. Um, a novel, you can put many, many stories that, and, and take many, many years, but in a screen, We lost you. We have 90 minutes to tell the same story. And so you have to have a different rhythm. It has to peak and crescendo and fall again at certain places throughout the 90 minutes. But uh, so it's a lot of the details do not get to be put into a screenplay that you would put from a novel. And uh, I have to take certain liberties in that none of the conversations that took place in Amy's life uh, until, she, until she was 30 years old, none of those conversations are written down or recorded anywhere. So it's a strange uh, amalgamation of Amy's story and a little bit of my imagination used to help tell her story. But uh, one of the things that this, to me, the story is really about is about how this amazing woman keeps getting beaten down by life, but she maintains such an incredible attitude for helping others, doing what is right with humanity, seeing the best of people after she has been kicked around so hard. One of the things in, in the screenwriting business is I always get asked, but well, what is this story like? What, it, what other movies is it like? And they always do things like, oh, it's Star Wars meets uh, Little Orphan Annie or, or, or something to that effect like that. And I got asked that question, what is the story? What is Amy's story? And I finally came up with the right answer, I think. I said, it's kind of like Rocky meets Gandhi because she, no matter what punches she takes, she gets back up again. But in the end, it's always for the good, the, the good of humanity. And I'm not, I don't know how she does it, but I'm so glad to be associated with her. Oh, thank you. So with our limited time here today, Amy, tell us a little bit, you have a special project that you're giving 75% of the net profits to. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm giving 75% of my, my profits from, you know, whatever the, bo uh, the book generate uh, and then also from the movie when it comes out uh, because the, the really story it's I don't feel it's mine it's something that I need to give it to the world and I need to um, inspire others 
So I want to leave a legacy behind me. And, and also, I, if someone could read it and can uh, find their way by learning what I did to overcome my obstacles and challenges and tragedies uh, and, and ignite something in them to see if she could make it, I can too. I have only fourth grade education. It, that will mean a lot to me just to change someone's life. On the other hand, I want to make sure the profit benefits someone who was uh, affected, whose child affected by war, um, a, by sexual abuse, because I was sexually abused as well, and also by dyslexia, which I have learning disability. Now we know is dyslexia. So those three um, area that I experience, I want to support the children who are suffering through that because I want the next generation to have better opportunities than I did. I love that. So do we have an expected launch date for the movie yet? I know the book's already out, right? Well, actually, Amy just launched the second uh, edition uh, mm -hmm. of her book. Uh, just, I think, just last week or so. Within the last yeah, month. Yeah, and you're yeah. coming to Vegas to for the big, big launch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and um, there, there, there's there's a lot to a film to putting a film together uh, with producers and and the crews and the casting and the directors and all that kind of stuff. Amy and I are in the first stages of development of that process, putting the thing together. I wish I could say we had a launch date, but I think. The realistic would be uh, sometime in uh, 2022. Yeah, that that would be that would be realistic. It, it takes time, especially oh Eric. Especially Eric's goal <laughs> is that um, he wants it to be not called just movie motion picture. <laughs> yeah. uh, that means a lot to me because he thinks this this is gonna be a bigger just bigger than just the regular movie. He wants to put more time in it because he's a co-producer as well. So he's working it's very hard for this. It's amazing how long it takes movies to put together. I've heard some uh, people like Mark Wahlberg and, and, and other actors say, oh, we worked eight years on this project before it came out, or we worked yeah. seven years or even 10 years to try to, but we're hopefully, hope, hopefully it's not gonna be those kinds of numbers, but it, uh, we want, like, as Amy said, we wanna do it right. Mm -hmm. uh, and get the right people to tell this story. The, one of the challenges is uh, the story, uh, Amy is as young as six years old in some of the scenes and then 13 through 18 uh, is another section, then 18 through 23 is another Amy. And, and now we have Amy of today also. Uh, so we we need four different actresses to play Amy, and so that's always that's always a challenge when you're yeah. doing a life a life yeah, story. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, the new release of the book is available on Amazon. Are there other places it's available as well? Uh, right now it's on Amazon. It's going to be on Kindle. I mean, you know, we know Kindle could to, could uh, you could buy it from anywhere when it's there, but. Um, for now, yes, um, it's getting very good results so far because I released the Wonderful. secret of about the sexual abuse. I didn't do that with the first one. And that's why we're having a second edition because it's I'm releasing the big secret that I never had the courage before to really to say it. I said it in the other book, but it was very, very um, subtle. Uh, subtle. <laughs> yeah, and then not. I didn't want to even hint it was about getting beat and which is I was getting beat, but I, after the sexual abuse, I was getting beat. So I didn't say that. No. I said only I was getting beat. So on I, the first one. I think this just shows how brave you really are to bear all of your soul to to the public but i know why you're doing it too and and the reason you do it is just in the hopes of helping other people and that's that's kind of the way amy as we say that's the way she rolls uh, <laughs> her, her her life commitment now is to do whatever she can to help other people and that to me is just phenomenal thank you thank you 
So any yeah. people that are looking for help from any of those things, the dyslexia, <laughs> abuse, sexual abuse, any of those kind of things, um, are there things that you can do to help them? And if so, how can they contact you? Well, um, in that regard, uh, okay, so this is what I'm, I'm, I'm have, I have right now. What I have right now is TV show where I bring some of the top experts to help people see their life in different perspective, give them insights, and that's the show it's all about. It's basically how to do something, how to overcome something. It's all educational and inspirational. On the other hand, I have created online a, a community where, again, some of the top experts, because I have the connections and I, uh, they're very happy to work with me to bring their classes, teaching uh, courses uh, to my website and um, to help other people to overcome all kind of things they want to, you know, they need help with. For example, how to write a book, how to tell a story to become a movie, uh, how to uh, have better communications, marketing, branding. So all these experts, I'm bringing them together to meet with the public who's looking for those kind of teaching to help them. Because I think knowledge is very important. Education is very good, but knowledge is, it's, um, it gets you to where you want to go. And the people who learned their way to, to learn what they learned, they're going to be able to share it through the classes that I, I uh, have on my website. So that's where I'm at right now, focusing on 100% focusing on that. Well, besides the movie, of course, I'm <laughs> focusing. <laughs> we're not forgetting that because that's going to help people know what else Amy is doing to help humanity. And uh, if you go to empoweringhumanitytv.com, you will see everything there about healing, how to heal through music. People, uh, after especially this uh, pandemic, they're uh, coming out uh, uh, in a different mindset. They're having issues with their health. And there is other alternative other way that we could heal and uh, we're having Stephanie Thompson teach how to heal through music so I'm so excited about what I'm building the legacy behind me and all the experts like Eric comes in I'm not doing it by myself I have amazing people around me who believes in what I'm doing that they're stepping in and helping me with the to help the world to be better place. I love that. The book again is called Tears of Hope. Light from the Shadows is the new surname to it. And Light from the Shadows is going to be the name of the movie coming up. Um, Amy Kodishin and the screenwriter Eric Granger. Amy and Eric, I appreciate both of you spending some time with us here on the show today. Uh, we appreciate the invitation. What a great book. I look forward to the movie. Sounds really exciting, fun, entertaining, and, and a lot of really good stuff that will help us in addition to being entertained to really be able to overcome our fear and live as thriving entrepreneurs as we show up in our lives and business. We are going to take another quick commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, 
kind of feeling? Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about overcoming fear. So we talked about, you know, things that are happening in the world and how that can impact us and really cause that fear to rise up within us. Then we moved on to what happens when the circumstances of our life are something that we need to escape from, that are fearful, that we need to be empowered to move away from a specific personal life circumstance that we're involved with. Next, we wanna move on to business. We wanna talk about scaling your business, about growing what you're meant to do in this world in a way that powerfully allows you to show up in the world as the person that you're meant to be, to do that ultimate thing that each of us is here for, and that's to make the difference in the lives of the people that we were meant to serve. Are you ready to be able to talk a little bit about business now? All right, let's jump right into it with our next guest. Join me in welcoming Robert Clickenbeard. Hey, Robert, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks, Steve. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Yeah, so I'm, uh, you can tell from my accent, I'm not from uh, the U.S., I Moved here from Edinburgh in Scotland. I've been in the States now for 20 years. I went from Edinburgh to Phoenix. I started up my business in 2001. I grew that business to about 20 million. I had a successful exit in 2016. Worked for a couple of pain, painful years for the buyers of that company. And now I spend my time helping other entrepreneurs, business owners, and helping them scale their company. And uh, I really enjoy it. And your book is called Iron Man Mindset for Entrepreneurs. Tell me a little bit about that and what inspired you to write it. Yeah, so my, uh, my dad, actually, he's authored um, probably five or six books now, and I just got uh, inspired to do that from him I just wanted felt as I wanted to make a difference in the world and you know make him proud so um yeah I, I've now done I used to be a big you know, rugby player back in the day and uh, a lot of injuries stopped me from doing that so I moved into doing some running did some sprint triathlons and then eventually moved into doing some Ironman races I've now done four across the world and I just thought it'd be good to you know compare you know, the, the discipline and the vision around, you know, doing an Ironman and what that looks like versus in running a business where you have to have that vision and discipline and have all the um, pieces in place to be successful. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that book. It's a fairly short read, but uh, pretty powerful in my message. And what is your favorite part of the book, at least your favorite part today? I think the, what really, um, you know, with everything going on in the world and COVID and people, I think the, the part in the book I really uh, hits home with me is making sure that you have the right people in place to really grow and scale your business. You know, a lot of people start off in business, they, they hire friends or, or, or people that are willing to join the company, but as the company grows up, scales up, then that that may be a change of people or certainly a change in skill set. So I, I found really great success in surrounding myself, some great people, and then coaching them into that leadership role. So they eventually they, they effectively ran the company for me while I was off doing all my Ironman training. Hmm, I love the concept of that. 
I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, no, I, I um, yeah, people are, you know, the, the main thing about a business, you know, they, you know, a lot of people are struggling for to get people in place. And, uh, but, you know, if you really find those good people that are even perhaps even better than you, um, that allows you to work on where you're going, work on the business rather than in the business. So, yeah, just take your time in finding the right people and then really coach and develop them. So what is the Iron Man mindset? Well, I mean, every day, all of us go through challenges, whether it be personally, whether it be relationships and family struggles or, or business struggles. So it, it's really easy to get sucked into that negativity and just get bogged down with all that, all those challenges and, and really just spin your wheels. And, you know, I, I, you know, I drive into my yard, I would see trucks beat up, I would see you know, people, you know, doing things they shouldn't be doing. And so, yeah, I could have easily gone either one direction, which is just get sucked into that negativity and get, getting upset or figure out, well, I'm going to, I'm going to work through this. I'm going to figure out how I can get better at um, what I'm doing. How can I be more positive? How can I be more positive than other people? So it's just those two different directions is, yeah, every day we're, we're fighting challenges, but you know, if, if you look at where you're going in life and what you want to achieve, whether it be something to do with wealth or just a, a better lifestyle or just surrounded by great family or people, then look at those positive things and just, you know, get get through that negativity. And then usually that comes out with um, some good experience on the other side. Mm, okay. So... Why do people then struggle so much with all that negativity? I mean, why do we just give into it? Um, good question. Um, I think it's just because there's so much of it these days that is really easy. Like, that's the easy option is just to get to pulled into, into that negativity. Whereas, you know, another part of my book I talk about, you know, surrounding yourself with with people that are going to be positive in your life. And that could be coaches, it could be mentors, it just could be other business owners. And they're the ones who are usually very positive. They're the ones that are often the ones that drive the economy by you know trying to create opportunities, trying to build their business. So, you know, if you surround yourself by people that are positive in your life, they actually add to your life. Um, then that's what usually pulls you through because you know we all we all have bad days we all go through you know some challenges I mean I think especially the last eighteen months has been challenging with COVID and, and I've heard many stories with people losing you know hundred percent of their revenue overnight but yeah you you maybe you'll have a day or two of you know of that being down in the dumps but yeah find out look at the people around you, whether it be employees or business owners or mentors or whatever, and um, look at all the good things you do, all the positivity. How can I make a mark in the world? So what can, what's something that somebody could do right now to begin to go from a bad mindset to having an Iron Man mindset? Mm, good question. I mean, I think, you know, there's so much content out there. These days, I mean, I think, uh, you know, looking for real good books that are out there. You know, the one I read recently is Who Not How, uh, Dan Sullivan. is you know, who are the people around you that can help you? And then, you know, there's so many podcasts out there that are really um, have a good message. So, yeah, don't, I, <laughs> I hate saying this, but I tell people not to listen to the news. I say, go and look at all this great content out there and choose the ones that are going to make a positive impact. Perfect. And the book, Iron Man Mindset for Entrepreneurs, where can people get it? Yeah, two, two ways, either through uh, Amazon, you could look it up there, or, or through my, uh, my website, the, the radixgroupllc.com, and people can get my book there. And uh, yeah, love to... You know, here's some feedback and exchanges after getting that book. Um, happy to help people. And that's Radix, 
R-A-D-I-X group. So theradixgroup.com. That's correct. And uh, what other services do you offer to people if they want to go deeper with you? Yeah, two things is uh, I do, you know, go into uh, companies and help coach them to scale up the business. So come in and do an assessment and find out what are the sticking blocks to scaling the company. And then also work with uh, people who want to become real high performers. So do that one-on-one -on -one coaching. And just, you know, I think a lot of people operate only at 40% of the capacity. And my goal is to take them up to that 80, 100%. So uh, that's something I really enjoy doing. Well, I do encourage everybody to get Iron Man Mindset for Entrepreneurs by Robert Clickenbeard. Ah, Robert Clickenbeard. Robert, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Cool. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much, Steve. Great stuff. I hope that you will be able to now step outside of that fear, overcome it, take action in the midst of right where you are right now to be able to be the best version of yourself in this world, to be able to be the overcomer that you were born and meant to be, to be able to make the difference in the lives of the people that you were meant to serve. There are so many possibilities, so many options available for you. And I think it's imperative that each of us take up the mantle, if you will, of just being ourselves, being that amazing, strong, powerful person that we are, that we're meant to be in this world so that we can impact the world that we live in. We can make that difference. We can show up in spite of our fear. Each of us feels it. Um, I've talked a lot of times to people when, you know, I'm teaching public speaking or talking about it. Um, and I've done a lot of it. You know, I'm a pastor's kid, so I've been up on stage in front of people since literally the day I came home from the hospital. Um, you know, so I know a lot about being on stage. And if ever anybody should just be like secondhand with it, um, it should be me. And what I have discovered is that that fear lets you know you're alive. Those butterflies, those questions of, am I good enough? Do I have something to say? Those are things to help you stop for a second. Write yourself, get your heart and your spirit in the right place so that you can then step out and serve the people, not because you need to be a jukebox hero, <laughs> you know, but because you have a message that you've been called to serve and do in this world. And whether it be one person or it be stadiums full of people, to be able to really show up as the best version of yourself for that group. And that moment of fear really helps us be able to center ourselves and say, I'm here to be a vessel to show up as the best version of myself today, not for me, but for those people whose lives I'm gonna touch with what I do today. When we do that, that's the ultimate version of living as a thriving entrepreneur. The fear finds itself dissipating as we move forward, even sometimes shaking and trembling. We are showing up as a thriving entrepreneur as uniquely brilliant, created for a purpose that the world needs, because the world does need you to live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs>
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-